You're listening to the Fashion Ambition Podcast, and I'm your host, Natalie Robin. The Fashion Ambition Podcast is all about bringing you the tools and strategies to start and scale your business or career in fashion through conversations with industry experts who have been there and done that. Whether you're a startup founder, a new fashion graduate, or a soon-to-be graduate like me, or you just know that a career in fashion is your calling, we have an episode to help you launch. Make sure to keep up with new episodes by following the podcast at The Fashion Ambition on Instagram, where I update you on new episodes every week. You can also find my blog on Instagram at nomadandmode and online at nomadandmode.net, where I write all about fashion and travel. You can find all of the links to connect with me in the show notes. So with that, let's get into the episode. so excited to have FIFA Tran on as one of the very first guests on the Fashion Ambition podcast. FIFA specializes in branding and web design for women entrepreneurs, and she's also the co-founder of Boss Babe Imperial, which is a platform that helps women entrepreneurs build community while they build their brands. So FIFA, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity to share all of my uh, tips for your community. For sure. And I think you have such an interesting entrepreneurial journey, just like just by following you on just on Instagram and everything. And you talking about how you got to the point where you are with your web design business and branding business. Um, So I'd love to know a little bit about how you first got got started in web design and branding. So it's uh, quite a long story, but to keep things short, I mean, I've always been a artist when I was younger. Since I was five years old, all I would do is draw. And um, I also started getting into websites probably by the age of 10. So oh, wow. I was doing this, yeah, for, for some time. I mean, I didn't do it my whole life up until now, but it, there were different aspects of my childhood where art played a really big role in my life. And I was just really naturally creative. Um, So as I got older and I went to school and everything, of course, like I started to get into programs that my parents wanted me to get into. Um, And so I kind of lost that creative side of me as I started getting into corporate jobs. Um, And I studied in business management that has nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. But it did teach me the business mindset of things. So I am grateful for that. But in terms of branding and web design, I started freelancing probably about three years ago, but I'm a multi-passionate. So I love doing a lot of different things and it took me a while to figure out my zone of genius. Um, It was only until last year that I figured out that design and art was something that I should continue pursuing in because I did um, neglect it for the past few years and it came back to creep on me again. Um, and so I started working with a coach last year and we went through a lot of different exercises um, based on my childhood and seeing what I like to do. And it turned out that design was something that I should just go all in in and stop doing so many different things at once. So here we are today. It's been officially about maybe about almost close to a year now that I've been doing this full time. And so, um, yeah, this is my, my primary focus now. 
Yeah, that's so cool. And really interesting that you got a coach to kind of help you clarify things. Is that something that you would suggest somebody do if they know that they want to start a business or they want to be an entrepreneur, but they just don't really know? Like they might have a lot of interests in a lot of different things, but they're not really sure which one to focus on. Would you suggest getting a coach to be kind of the path to that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, especially if you're multi-passionate, uh, having a coach is so helpful. Of course, have, finding the right coach is also very important because for me, the way I found my coach was I already knew her before and we had already started a business venture before already together. So she was already okay. my mentor then um, and I saw how she did things. She was also um, a social media um like a digital digital media expert. So she owns her own company um, and she has already a lot of knowledge in terms of running a business. So I really wanted somebody that I could get along with that told me the hard truths that I couldn't ask myself um, and like really dare to face. And I knew how she did things. So it really does depend on the type of person that you're looking to work with. Um, it's, it is very important to be able to get along with that coach though. Um, and to do your research as well, because there's so many different coaches out there. And depending on what you really want to focus on, um, I would say do your due diligence and check up on everything that you can ask the right questions. Um, and take your time because it took me forever <laughs> that to find a coach. Um, mm-hmm. and I've been doing this. Like I've been freelancing on and off while working a corporate job for the last two or three years. So um, the moment that I hired her, she asked me all these questions that I never, ever dared to ask and um, really did a lot of the mindset work. And mindset is a really huge thing. And I can't stress this enough. Like you really have to work on your mindset if you want to run a successful business because, um, you know, you hear about it all the time and there's a reason for that. And I'd say definitely work on your mindset before figuring out the business part of things, because that's what she forced me to do. Because I was like, I need to build a successful business, but she's like, hold on, you need to work on your mindset first. Um, so yeah, definitely go for a coach or a mentor. Um, and just focus on that, working with somebody to get that figured out. And then everything else will fall into place as you start um, looking for coaches in different areas uh, of the business that you want to improve on. For sure. And go from there. Yeah. For sure. And I love that point about mindset because I think that that's something that you don't really come across if you're working a regular nine to five job or even if you're just a student. Um, There's just like a whole new set of like mindset tools that you come across or just like, or even just like fears that come up when you're trying to build something of your own, especially when you're like the face of it and you're not working for another company. So yeah, I think, yeah, that point about mindset is so, so important. I agree. It's, um, it's really uh, the number one thing that you should focus on before you really want to um, excel your business. For sure. And so just switching back over to web design and branding. Um, so if somebody is just getting started in their business, or maybe they're starting freelancing, what what are some things that you think are important for them to define in terms of their like 
uh, brand identity before they start building out like a social media presence or a website presence. So definitely getting that brand foundation is key. Um, And a lot of people don't, um, they skip this and they go straight to the visual branding. So I've had a lot of clients or, or potential clients come to me wanting a website or, you know, a logo. But there's just so much more to it because you have to, first off, know what your mission is. You have to know um, your brand pillars, um, the type of personality that you want your brand to portray so that you can attract the, your target audience. So that's another thing. You have to know who you're, who you're serving um, and also what makes you different from anyone else that does the same thing as you. So these are all things that you need to figure out before you work on that branding and visual identity stuff. Um, So when I first started, I did mostly just web design. But as I started working with more clients, I realized the importance of branding and having that foundation set in place before you move on to the other aspects of visual branding. So um, there should be really no questions, first off, on who you are what you offer, um, who it's for, um, and why you do it. So um, you need to figure that stuff out first um, and build that foundation before you can move on to anything else in your business. And once um, somebody has built that foundation and they've really kind of made it clear for themselves who they are and what they offer, um, are there any platforms that you suggest that like new entrepreneurs get started on in terms of like a web design platform? Um, so it's usually you want to determine what your goals are first, um, and that will determine what platform that you can build your website on. So that's why usually in all of my discovery calls with all potential clients, I always ask them all the time, like, what is your goal within the next six to 12 months? Because that will determine what platform, like if you want to use Squarespace, or if you want to use WordPress or Wix, um, that will really solidify the type of platform you should be focusing on. So for example, if you just want to, let's say, build a membership site or um, you want to invest in SEO in the long run, there are specific platforms that are good specifically for SEO. So for example, WordPress would be the best choice for that because they have the tools for you like Yoast SEO, which is a plugin um, that could actually help you in building that SEO in the long run if you plan to really get serious with your blog. So I know a lot of um, influencers um, and brands, they usually use um, blogging as to be able to build that SEO. Uh, so definitely, depending on what your needs are, that should determine the platform. Uh, but also, um, you need to figure out as well whether or not you have the the time to learn all of the ins and outs of the platform as well. So if you're really, really busy and all you need to do um, is figure out how to, um, if you have the time to learn, that is, um, to actually figure out a platform and, and get more technical with it, then that would also determine it. Because for example, WordPress would be more for the technical, technically savvy people. Um, if right. you'd like to play around with it and, and really customize it to your liking, then WordPress would be for you. But then, for example, you have Squarespace and Wix that are really easy drag and drop. Um, and don't get me wrong, WordPress does also have that as well. But 
like I said, it really depends if you're a little more technical savvy, <laughs> technically yeah. savvy, or, and that would determine um, which platform for you. For sure. I remember I started on WordPress, I think, four or five years ago. And I had like zero tech experience at all. And oh my gosh, was it ever a learning curve? So that was, yeah. But um, yeah, if you, if you stick with it and YouTube videos all the way, that can really help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it really took some time. For sure. And um, you mentioned Yoast. I also love Yoast for SEO. Um, it's like so good at mapping out, okay, what do you need to do? How can you improve readability? How can you make sure you have enough keywords present, etc.? Um, are there any other good plugins or like elements that you would suggest somebody have on their website when they're first getting started? Like whether that be making sure that their socials are like clearly indicated or if there's any really good plugins for like email marketing. Uh, so for elements, um, I know for if you, especially if you're, you have a blog, it's, it's always good to have your newsletter, um, plugin or news, your favorite newsletter, um, mailing platform. That's what, that's what it was, um, to have your mailing platform connected because you want people to, to be able to get updated on every new blog post that you put out as well. So, and, and to be able to subscribe to your email list. So email marketing is still around and it's, it will be around for the next few years. Um, and even now, so it's, it's even more popular because social media, you get bombarded with so many different, um, content. <laughs> so it's always good to be able to build that email list in the long run to be able to have that audience and own your audience. So that's something that you can integrate easily in all of the platforms. Um, it, whether it be MailerLite, whether it be MailChimp or any other different mailing, uh, platform or email platform, then definitely link that to your website. And also, um, I've noticed that sometimes, um, people who start their website don't really focus so much on the about page or a section where they talk more about their story. So I feel like the way that you can stand out among any other blogger influencer is really that, that story that you have to tell to people and, People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So I've heard, I'm sure you've heard that before. It's by Simon Sinek. And um, I can't emphasize that enough to really just have that section, whether it be a small section or whether it be a whole page, um, to really talk about your story and to really get people to resonate with who you are as a person and why you do the things that you do. Right, for sure. Are there any mistakes that you see people, like common mistakes that you see people making, like maybe not having um, like a thorough enough about page? Um, in terms of the about page, it it is actually one of the most visited pages on your website. So okay. that's something that may, some people may overlook because they're like, okay, I'll, I'll have an about page, but um, I'm just going to talk all about me. But the common misconception there is that an about page is a lot more than what you do. It's it's also strategically designed, especially like the high converting ones. Um, the way you would convert your clients or potential clients would be to talk about you, yes, share your story, but also um, in a short way, not to like really um, avert their attention to 
anything else where it's a huge block of text and they're like, okay, I don't want to read this. So um, that's also another thing. Like you, you don't, don't try to include too much in your about page. I've seen this a lot of the time where people have like huge chunks of text talking about all of their whole life story, um, but you really don't need that. You just need a small paragraph of your story and, and what you do, maybe your credentials, um, as well as at the end, a call to action of why they should be working with you or um, let's say your like why they should be um, like what kind of services do you offer, for example, mm-hmm. and, and, and your socials as well, where they could, um, go to your, your Instagram or your Facebook and actually connect with you on those platforms as well. So always have a call to action at the end of an about page. And I feel like, um, not enough people or not a lot of people I see pay a lot of attention to their about page, even though it's like the most visited web page on the website. Um, right. So- yeah. I think I need to revisit my, my about page. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you were to do like, um, like a bird's eye view of somebody's web presence, basically, what do you think are the elements that create a strong, like the strongest brand presence online? Um, that's, it's, I find that um, a lot of people, let's say, for example, I've seen a lot of bloggers and fashion influencers talk a lot about, you know, yes, like they're wearing this and they're wearing that and it looks great and all. But um, there's not a lot of conversation that happens in um, their captions, for example. So I see that. In order to have an online presence based on my own experience um, and how I've built my online presence is really being able to have connection pieces in your Instagram or whatnot or places where people can actually um, consume your content, whether it be stories um, or it could be your posts. But instead of just always saying, okay, look at this and look at that, uh, I feel like that connection or that community aspect is so much more important than just showing off this and that. Um, it's also a part of your storytelling as well and getting people to really connect with you on a personal level. So really implementing these practices and connection pieces are crucial to building your online presence so that it would entice them to click through the link in your bio or um, click on a website uh, to read more about you and what you do. And I feel like my success has been attributed to that because I spent a lot of time building that community, even if it's on Instagram, because I did use my platform kind of like a blog at the beginning. And so because of that reason, I feel like more people have been following me for a really long time. And no matter what it was that I did, because um, I did change my business so many times and I, I I think I did over like 13 different side hustles over the past three years. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I feel like because I did that, um, because I have a strong presence in, in being vulnerable with my posts, um, sharing all the good and the bad, people have connected with my my content a lot better and have followed me because of it, even after all of these different pivots in my business. For sure. I feel like you're so good at building community. Like that's basically um, 
Like that's the main focus of Boss Babe Imperial, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And um, actually, I would love to know a little bit about like how you started Boss Babe Imperial and like what what, what was the um, inspiration behind that? So with Boss Babe Imperial, it's we've been doing it for probably about two years now. Um, but when I started my entrepreneurial journey, I was so it was so lonely <laughs> and I just didn't have that commun- community around to really pushed me forward and the people around me at the time when I first started weren't really motivating as well so I just feel I just felt that I lacked that community aspect and I tried finding different communities at the time um, to be able to grow with and to find other like-minded people to talk about the things um, and they would actually understand what I'm talking about so my friends and family weren't really as supportive as I thought they would be when I first started because, you know, everybody was in corporate and it's different when you surround yourself with just people like that. So I decided, yeah, from there I um, would actually just try to find my own community. And so I went to a lot of different networking events um, trying to find those type of people. But the ones that I went to at the time weren't really, didn't really resonate with me or they just ended up dying out in the end and weren't consistent with their events and stuff. So from there, that's when I decided to talk to one of my really good friends who we've been friends for over 20 years now. Her name is Vimy. And I just brought up the idea to her and she was like, I think that would be really great because she was also lacking that type of community. And we just wanted to be able to share the information um, that we learned and to uplift women. So we decided to just start an all-female community and uh run events from there and and that's how it was born (laughs) yeah i i um i think i joined the facebook group last fall Mm -hmm. um and yeah and it's it's been amazing because i feel like um the other a lot of the other communities that you join on facebook like you said they kind of like die off after a while people stop being invested but i feel like with boss babe it's so yeah, it's just everyone is so uh, active in the community and like genuinely invested and genuinely wanting to make those connections. And then with the events that you guys do, like I know there's the vision board um, workshop yes. coming up, yes. which, yeah, which I'm hoping to make, but we'll see what happens this week. But yeah, just like every, it's just such an engaging community. So if, for anyone listening, definitely check it out if you're looking to kind of build a community um, while you're also building a company. It's, it's really, really great. But switching gears back to web design, if um, I wanted to ask you, if somebody is just getting started, a lot of the time an issue for them is is money. So they don't necessarily have the funds to invest in a lot of areas of their business. So would you say that it's really important for somebody to invest in like a professional brand designer and prof- a professional web designer when they're first getting started? Or should they first start with like a a platform like Wix or Squarespace? I would definitely say it depends on how much time you have first off because when I first started I did everything by myself and also you never know what skills you have as well unless you do it so I always recommend people to try it themselves see if they can do it because then they they could just bootstrap their way and and try to 
figure it out on their own to have something to put out there, um, especially when you're just starting off. I would recommend everybody to try it. But of course, like I said, if you're doing, if you're, let's say, in school while you are running um, this business or you have a job as well that takes up all of your time, it's better at that point to just outsource it to um, help you figure this out and move the needle forward because sometimes when you're just busy, you could be putting it off, putting it off for weeks and even years, and then it just never comes to life. So that's the one mistake that I see people doing. So you really have to sit back and evaluate, okay, do I have time to actually invest in this new project? Do I have the time to build this website or this brand from the ground up and see if I could do it myself before I can hiring it out to someone else? Um, and then from there, depending on how much free time you have, then you could figure out, okay, let's see if I, I should just outsource this or I can just do it myself. And then later on down the road, depending on what your goals for your business are, um, whether you want professional brand done or a website um, so that it could look a certain way to your audience and to target the right audience, also built for conversions as well, mm -hmm. then that would be something you would take into consideration when it comes to outsourcing. But when you're first starting off, it's better to just try it yourself and evaluate your time based on right. that. Right, right, for sure. I think that's such good advice. Yeah, just to see where you're at first, see see whether or not you can do it, and then mm -hmm. just then from there decide whether or not it's going to take too much time to try to like figure out WordPress or figure out whatever um, platform you're wanting to yeah you're wanting to use. Um, but another thing that really stuck out to me when I took your guys's uh, mastermind last fall with like with Boss Babe Imperial was. You did a workshop on organizational tools and time. Like, I think it was, um, yeah, project management. Mm -hmm. So I would love to know, um, because I think this is such an important thing for people to know how to do when they're first getting started to kind of organize what's important and what can maybe wait. So I was wondering if you know of any, or if there's any tools or platforms you would recommend for um, project management. So project management is a big favorite of mine because I'm such a nerd when it comes to business tools uh, and for I guess the one one tool that I would definitely recommend would be to have uh, to try out Notion which is like I love that tool so much ever mm -hmm. since I tried it a few months ago I, I just couldn't stop using it um, and it has it's an all-in-one tool and basically you could do all your project management on that and add in tasks, prioritize them. It's kind of like Asana does and ClickUp and all, all these other tools, Trello as well. Okay. But it really depends what you what you like. But um, for me, like I use Notion to notes on it as well. Um, and everything, it has commands. So it makes everything so much quicker and easier. Like with one command, you can create a table. And then you can just like, you know, instead of clicking file, click on add a table, you know, you kind of just do a command and write in table and it just pops up in front of you. So stuff like that, I just like things um, to, I guess, automatically populate when I do things to yeah. save as much time as possible. But you could try it out. Um, it's a free tool. Like I, I use a free version and it's perfectly fine. But some people may not like the interface um, and they may like something like ClickUp, for example, that's more just task management. So it really depends on your preferences. But for me, I use Notion for 
basically organizing my whole life. So, (laughs) so it's a great tool. I use that in conjunction with Google Calendar. So I schedule everything on my Google Calendar to make sure things don't fall through the cracks. Right. Use that in both um, both tools alongside each other, and it's helped me really well, and it's been working pretty well for me. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So Notion, Google Calendar, Asana, Trello. Um, Yeah, those are. Oh, and ClickUp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, So the last question that I wanted to ask you was, what is one piece of advice you would give your younger self um, when you're first getting started as, um, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur? I would definitely say invest in a coach <laughs> right away <laughs> or whenever you get the chance because it's just, like I said, it, it's helped change the course of my entire year since I've started investing in it. And I've kind of been obsessed with working with coaches ever since my first investment. Like I've worked with probably three coaches last year, which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> They're big investments as well. Mm-hmm. But um, that's one thing that I would tell myself. Like I wish I had invested in a coach earlier and uh, I would probably be further out now in my business than before, but it's okay. Like I, everything is a learning lesson. And if I could... Uh, tell that to my younger self I just say go for it and not be afraid of investing a big amount of money because it's going to come back Um, and if you you're willing to invest in that um, then it's going to change the course of your entire business and I would say go for it okay perfect yeah that's definitely something that I am wanting to look into later this year so yeah I love that advice Okay, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I know you're so busy, so I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much for tuning into the Fashion Ambition Podcast. If you'd like to check out FIFA's services in web design and branding, you can connect with her on Instagram at Modern and on her website at feymodern.com. That's F-E-I modern.com. I also highly recommend joining the Boss Babe Imperial community if you're looking to surround yourself with like-minded business owners in the online space. You can also connect with the community at Boss Babe Imperial on Instagram and bossbabeimperial.com. They also have a really great Facebook group. So if you'd like to make connections there, you can definitely head over and you can also find the link in the show notes. So if you liked this episode, make sure to leave a review. And if you got any great takeaways, I would love to hear your feedback. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Nomad and Mode and follow the podcast page at The Fashion Ambition to be updated whenever there's a new episode. I know that I always learn so much from each of the guests on the podcast and I would love to know what's stood out most to you. So feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and let me know what you learned. Thanks again and see you in the next episode of The Fashion Ambition.